Welcome, I'm Doug Morgan, and you're listening to Uncommon Sense, where we hunt for the truth in the topics you're not supposed to talk about, Christianity and politics. If you ask 10 different Christians what they think of Elon Musk, well, you'll get 10 different answers. <laughs> yeah, some will say that he is a Christian and he's doing the Lord's work. Others will say that he's the Antichrist and he's about to rule the world. <laughs> it's a little bit entertaining to see all of the opinions that Christians have when it comes to Elon Musk. Uh, MyHeraldReview.com had an interesting article where they said at, at the end of each podcast, Babylon B leaders ask guests the same 10 questions, including this dumper, Calvinist or Armenian? Well, that caught Elon Musk by surprise, and he needed clarification on the difference between Armenian believers and uh, persons from Armenia. <laughs> After some, some background on Protestant history, he said this, he said, my mind would say determinism and my heart says free will. Why was the mastermind behind Tesla and, and SpaceX a man worth $278 billion at the end of 2021 talking to a Christian satire website? Well, the answer is Musk has 69.7 million Twitter followers, and he frequently responds to them even if it's a U.S. senator questioning his taxes. Quote, you know he engages with our content from time to time, this is the B CEO, Seth Dillon, and he, what he was telling Fox News. He's after e email exchanges about a, a meeting, Musk said that, hey, fly to me and we'll do it. <laughs> the result was a hundred plus minutes of conversation in Austin, Texas, ranging from satire to science and from politics to pop culture. Topics included sustainable energy and superheroes. Musk would have chosen to be Iron Man, by the way. Uh, why entrepreneurs are fleeing California, the physics of reusable rockets, cyborgs, how wokeness threatens humor, CNN morality, and the future of a planet near an expanding sun. <laughs> Musk discussed his journey from South Africa to America, including his days as a manual laborer uh, while struggling to pay student loans. Then he drove, uh, in, he dove into uh, computer coding and an online commerce course, making millions of dollars that led to Tesla, and of course, the rest is history. Uh, on celebrity websites, Musk is often des described as an atheist or at least agnostic. Asked if he prays, Musk once replied, I didn't even pray when I almost died of malaria. But after, of course, the success of the first manned Falcon rocket mission, Musk said in his public re remarks, he says, you know, I'm not very religious, but I prayed for this one. <laughs> in, in the B interview, Musk discussed his complex religious background, which included going to uh, Anglican Sunday School, the Church of England, basically, but I, I was also um, sent to Hebrew preschool, although I'm not Jewish. I was singing Have a Nagila one day and Jesus our Lord the next. <laughs> Later, he had an existential crisis, um, read the Bible and, and other religious classics, and, in, and 
um, concluded that, quote, there's a whole bunch of things in there they didn't teach you in Sunday school, unquote. <laughs> and that is true, isn't it? This chance to to pick Elon Musk's brain and and get his thoughts on God, faith, religion, and, and the gospel was incredibly humbling, said man. Quote, you could certainly feel him searching and working through the eternal questions everyone has to encounter at some point. Does God exist? Uh, and, and what do you do with Jesus Christ, man said. The dialogue continued after the recording had stopped even. And in the podcast, creative director Ethan Nicole asked, uh, did ask, quote, to make this church, we're wondering if you could do us a, a quick solid and accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. <laughs> after after an awkward pause and some laughter, Musk took the question seriously. He actually said, quote, Here's, there's, there's great wisdom in the teachings of Jesus. And I agree with those teachings. Things like turn the other cheek are very important, uh, as opposed to an eye for an eye. The eye for an eye leaves everyone blind, said Musk. Of course, paraphrasing a quote attributed to Muhammad Gandhi. Uh, Musk also quoted Albert Einstein, affirming uh, belief in the God uh, Spinoza, which in, in, it's the material universe is seen as an expression of God. Quote, forgiveness, you know, is important and treating people as you wish to be treated added Musk. Love thy neighbor as thyself, very important. But hey, if Jesus is saving people, I won't stand in his way. Sure, I'll be saved. Why not? <laughs> it doesn't quite work like that, but at, at the very end, Musk described his con uh, confusion as a, a five-year-old uh, receiving Holy Communion without understanding what was happening and why. And at that stage, he said, he was still asking basic Bible questions, like how Jesus fed the crowd with five loaves and three fishes. Where did the, the fish and the bread come from? Uh, would you, like, take a bite and the bread would come back to being a full loaf uh, of, of bread? Well, they, they left out the details, he says. I, I'm not saying that I know all the answers, but <laughs> so... so for all the things that you can say about Elon, one of the things that you cannot deny is that he is a big proponent of free speech. Uh, he purchased Twitter and, and has lost billions, actually, in the attempt to preserve some of the, the public expression. Because of this, he has made himself a target of the left. And Matt Walsh says when Elon Musk purchased Twitter a, a year ago, the, the federal government and its allies embarked on maybe the single most desperate and obvious campaign to destroy a private citizen that has been undertaken in this country in modern history. Not since Julian Assange began ex exposing war crimes by the Pentagon has the left turned on one of its heroes so quickly and with so much vitriol? Like Julian Assange, Musk was a catalyst for public discussions uh, that our leaders simply do not want us having. Under Musk, Twitter allowed everyone to speak directly to the people in power. 
It allowed average Americans to say what they're actually thinking, free of censorship, well, at least for the most part. And that's the one thing the federal government simply cannot permit. So Musk became a villain, virtually overnight. The, the term wasn't exactly convincing. In, in, indeed, it, it, it's difficult to overstate the extent of the absurdity of this particular smear campaign. They really aren't even trying to hide it. Joe Biden's SEC launched an investigation into whether Musk was trying to build himself a glass house using money from Tesla, which he single-handedly transformed from a near bankruptcy into the most profitable car company on the planet. Meanwhile, the DOJ sued Musk's company for not hiring enough refugees, which was so absurd on its face that a judge recently shut the whole thing down. The regulators working for the state of California who have never produced anything remotely useful in their lives went after Musk because his assembly plants are apparently hotbeds for white supremacy. <laughs> because some of the employees, they supposedly overheard a racial slur or something. And at the same time, the medical um, uh, re the, the media reassured us again and again that Twitter was on the verge of failing. And it would collapse during the midterm elections. They, they told us that last year. None of these attacks were effective because they were either obviously false or too far removed from Musk himself. The, the media could claim that some random Tesla factory had racist graffiti in the bathroom, but linking such a hideous fake crime to Musk wasn't easy to do. And that's why for the past year, the forces of censorship have been grinding away, trying to utterly, uh, failing to land a kill shot on Musk. But all the while, they've been waiting for the perfect moment to pounce. Last week, however, these operatives sensed that they finally had their opening. It all began on November 15th, when the following uh, video that I'm going to play a little bit of uh, the, the sound from uh, appeared on X. And it's, it's, uh, it's a group called the Foundation to Combat Anti-Semitism. It's founded uh, by billionaire NFL owner Robert Kraft. Here, listen uh, to, uh, to this clip. I saw what you've been posting. Hitler was right. I didn't teach you that. You hide behind your screen, spewing all this hatred and ugliness. You got something you want to say? Get out of the truck and say it to their faces. The thrust of this ad is pretty simple. The older white guy, the, the, the dad, is upset that his young white son is going online and telling people that Hitler did nothing wrong. But this white kid is too cowardly to say any of this to a group of Jewish people walking by. The ad concludes by claiming that 70,000 posts have been made online praising Hitler in the past year, which we're led to believe is somehow shocking. 
apparently this is the only kind of insane thing that people post on the internet. <laughs> you, you clearly couldn't find 70,000 posts saying that white people are evil or that the world is flat or that men can have babies. <laughs> that, that, that would be unheard of. Regardless, right away, there are some deep criticisms you can make in response to this ad. For one thing, you might point out that the advertisement's choice of actors is pretty, well, um, conspicuous. <laughs> all, all, the, all the bad guys, once again, are white. Uh, we see this phenomenon in pretty much every advertisement these days, and, and, and Allstate in particular goes out of its way to convey that white guys have a uh, propensity for carjacking. Which, which, of course, flies in the face of literally every crime statistic that's that's been recorded since, you know, we've had automobiles in this country. But I, 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 in this case, once again, the the casting is absurd. But the reality is un unprecedented as uh, uh, unpleasant as it may be, is that black people commit a wildly disproportionate amount of attacks against Jewish people on the basis of their religion. And in New York City, for example, blacks are the assailants in roughly 42% of the documented hate crime attacks against Jews in cases where the race of, of the attacker is known, of course. And this is a city where blacks make up less than, than a quarter of the population. And by the way, these statistics don't account for how many of the white attackers are considered Middle Eastern in ancestry. Hearing this, you might object. You know, like, well, just because they chose a, a white guy to play an, an anti-Semite is, is, you know, in, in, in this one advertisement, that, that doesn't mean that they think all white people are anti-Semitic. They're not trying to send any kind of message. But if that's true, you have to ask, where are the ads? from the foundation to combat anti-Semitism that address non-white people who are anti-Semitic. Where's the ad where a black or Muslim father has to give the talk to his child and tell him not to go around beating Jews up on the street? Well, there isn't one. I checked. <laughs> so that's why. In response to that video we just played, and, and referring this, this trend of left-wing Jewish groups demonstrating white, you know, uh, uh, demonizing white people, which is easily observable, and there's something you're not supposed to talk about. Uh, and uh, anonymous user on X wrote a comment that, that must apparently, um, uh, he, he commented on and he agreed with. Everything about... What Musk wrote was clearly reasonable. It, it doesn't mean you have to agree with him, but his arguments do make sense. They're logical and they comport with all the data that we have. It's, it's the kind of thing we should be able to talk about, but large corporations and the federal government don't want you to have interesting conversations like this. They're forbidden. Instead, they want you to shut up and obey. So one after the other, every major media outlet from supposedly conservative Wall Street Journal and Fox News to the hard left MSNBC and CNN 
lined up to accuse Musk of anti-Semitism. And this happened last week. They accused him of hating Jews because he criticized a uh, subset of Jews for doing something they're obviously doing. Here's here's what uh, NBC News had to say. Tech billionaire Elon Musk is under fire for spreading anti-Semitic and racist hate to his 160 million followers on X, formerly known as Twitter. Disney is just becoming the latest advertiser to flee the social media platform out of fear that their ads will appear next to hate speech. CBS's Nancy Cordes is at the White House where the Biden administration today condemned the promotion of what it called hideous anti-Semitic lies. The latest firestorm sparked by Elon Musk on his social media site X is now threatening to spread to his other companies, including SpaceX and electric car maker Tesla, as investors openly muse about selling stock. The controversy started Wednesday afternoon when Musk, the world's richest man, liked a post on X that claimed Jewish communities have a, quote, dialectical hatred against whites. You have said the actual truth, Musk responded. My first reaction was, grow up. Rabbi Abraham Cooper just met with Musk about anti-Semitism two months ago. I thought it was a kind of flippant statement, which understood immediately will be embraced by anti-Semites and say, hey, Elon Musk is in our camp. He understands us. He gets our pain. Tech giant IBM pulled its advertising from X, citing the, quote, entirely unacceptable situation. Lionsgate Entertainment followed suit. But this was not Musk's first foray into white nationalist sentiment. In 2018, he suggested that Jews own the press. He has amplified racist memes on his site and reinstated extremist accounts. I'll say what I want to say, and if... if, if, uh... The consequence of that is losing money, so be it. Musk has made no attempt to walk back his latest comments. Linda Yaccarino, the CEO of X, did post that, quote, discrimination by everyone should stop across the board. This morning, even the White House waded in, saying, quote, we condemn this abhorrent promotion of anti-Semitic and racist hate in the strongest terms, which runs against our core values as Americans. This all comes, of course, against the backdrop of a huge surge in anti-Semitic sentiment across the U.S. In fact, just within the past 24 hours, the Department of Education launched discrimination investigations at seven schools, including Cornell and Columbia, after receiving complaints about anti-Semitic and Islamophobia. So you'll notice that nowhere in that CBS report do they provide the context for Musk's remarks. They don't show you the advertisement that he was responding to, nor do they show you his follow-up posts, which make it clear exactly who and what he's criticizing. Musk stated when he says Jewish communities, he means Jewish organizations like the ADL. And it's obvious that organizations like the ADL and the Foundation to Combat uh, Anti-Semitism have been pushing a far-left agenda. It's It's not in dispute, but even if Musk had meant Jewish communities in a broader sense, which he didn't, he he would still be correct. It's simply a fact that the Jewish demographic in this country is predominantly liberal. Not all of them, obviously, but a majority. 
In 2020, Pew found that 7 in 10 Jewish adults identify with the Democratic Party or lean towards it. Conservatives also often point out that black voters largely vote Democrat, which means they're voting for the very people who who have spent generations destroying their communities by refusing to enforce the law and putting dangerous criminals back on the street. It shouldn't be considered outrageous or bigoted to point out either of these realities. As a Catholic, if someone noted that the majority of Catholics in this country are liberal on on social issues, I would not accuse them of anti-Catholic bigotry. Instead, I'd use, uh, accuse them of saying something that happens to be true, as, as much as I wish it, that it weren't true. But despite the truth of all of this, or maybe because of it, the outrage dogpile continues to grow. The, the next organization to jump on top was none other than the White House. Biden's White House put out a statement claiming that Musk was using the same logic that a mass shooter endorsed before killing several people at a synagogue in Pittsburgh in 2018. This is how seriously the federal government takes the First Amendment. Say something that you don't like, even if you're a private citizen, and they'll put out a statement condemning you and linking you to a mass murder. That's how things work in this, quote, free country of ours now, right? Next, within hours, the White House Soros-funded propagandists at, at Media Matters predictably got involved. Although the people at Media Matters are a bunch of bumbling clowns, that, that doesn't make them any less hideously evil. And they are an organization that serves no purpose on earth other than to defame and silence conservatives. They, they will lie, they will slander, take things widely out of context, There is no tactic too low or too unethical for them. They realize, however, that the efforts to cast all conservative voices out into the hinterlands cannot be successful as long as Musk controls one of the biggest social media platforms, which is why he must be destroyed. Media Matters didn't stop with that one article. Um, This controversy is like their Super Bowl. They are thrilled. They see it as their one realistic chance to take out Musk. So just a day after Musk's uh, posts about the ADL and other Jewish groups, Media Matters posted a lengthy hit piece on X. The point of this hit piece was to convince advertisers to drop the platform and bankrupt the company. And to that end, Media Matters um, sufficiently alleged that, uh, quote, as as ex-owners Elon Musk um, continued his descent into white national, nationalist and anti-Semitic conspiracy theories, his social media platform has been placing ads for major brands like Apple, Bravo, which is NBC Universal, IBM, Oracle, and Xfinity, of course, Comcast, next to content that touts Adolf Hitler and his Nazi party. Whoa. You see, this this hit piece was followed by dozens of others. If you go to Media Matters uh, homepage today, you'll find that all of their featured stories are about Musk. Predictably, almost as if it was coordinated, a bunch of of companies like 
IBM and Lionsgate and Paramount and Apple responded to this hit piece by suspending their ad campaigns on X. They didn't even wait for Musk's response to Media Matters or any kind of independent investigation whatsoever. They decided to cut off Musk's entire social media site because one rapidly left-wing group claimed that they had found some ads next to questionable and objectable uh, content. But it appears that Media Matters isn't just writing hit pieces. Musk and executives at X looked into what Media Matters was claiming. In a statement posted on his account, Musk noted this, to manipulate the public and advertisers, Media Matters created an alternate accounts and curated the posts and advertising appearing on the accounts timeline to misinform advertisers about the placement of their posts. Specifically, a a Twitter executive later alleged that Media Matters created three accounts and followed 30 accounts similar to the ones in, in the article. They then constantly refresh the timeline of the post 13 times the number of ads served to this user as opposed to the median 50 impressions served against the content of this article out of 5.5 billion served the whole day points to the fact of how efficiently our model avoids content for advertisers this is what they said data wins over allegations. In other words, Media Matter, they, they, they appear to have engineered an artificial scenario to slander Musk and X. They didn't approach this in any kind of impartial way. They weren't trying to gather information. They were trying to write a malicious hit piece and cook the data. And they did. They appear to have cost X millions of dollars because of it. For conservatives, this is a, well, it's a familiar story. This is the part where the the right lies down and accepts their scolding from, from the far left and goes into hiding, all, all the while begging their enemies not to call them racist anymore. But for once, that's not happening. After gathering all of his data that reveals what Media Matters has done, Musk wrote this on X. The split second court opens on Monday. X Corp will be filing a thermonuclear lawsuit against Media Matters and all those who concluded uh, colluded in this fraudulent attack on our company. Yeah, Musk added that he's going after their board, their donors, their network of dark money, all of them. Yeah. There are a handful of obvious justifications for the lawsuit by by X against Media Matters. For one, they appear to have deliberately interfered with X's um, contractual relationship with its advertisers using fraud and deceit. But what's maybe more interesting about uh, this lawsuit, aside from the financial ramifications, is that X could literally learn things in discovery. It would be interesting to uncover the potential level of collusion between Media Matters and all these corporate advertisers. It would also be interesting to learn the extent of the Biden administration's involvement in all of this. Mostly, it would be great to see the the soulless hacks at Media Matters get punched back by the richest man on the planet. 
usually they target people who don't have the resources to challenge them in court. But if there's anything must has, it's resources. The truth is that the system hates Musk for a simple reason. He has provided the one major platform in existence where we can speak freely. That's why they're coming after him. He committed the cardinal sin of allowing us to speak. As far as Media Matters is concerned, that is unforgivable. That's why Musk should, as he's threatened, sue them into bankruptcy and also boot them from his platform. After all, they don't believe that everyone should have access to social media. For once, let's hold them to their own standard. If we can do that, then Media Matters and its vicious cutouts will be destroyed completely. They will never come back. And then the adults in this country can have real conversations about how to make our country livable again. We can talk about whether it's wise to endlessly print money to fund foreign wars and pay for uh, you know useless bureaucrats while other currency loses value uh, by the day. We, we can have all the conversations that leftist activists desperately don't want us to have. This is the fight that was inevitable from the day that Elon Musk bought Twitter. And now it's here. And now we need to win it. So no matter our opinion on Elon Musk, he is to this point been a huge standard bearer for free speech. And we will be watching how this thermonuclear lawsuit plays out. And stay tuned uh, to the podcast for that. You, you may have a different take on, on what's happening here, and you may, you may you know, even have a different take on Elon Musk. I, I would love to hear from you on it. And of course, you can always do that at UncommonSensePodcast.com. Thank you very much for listening. This podcast is a production of Morganite Communications.